Right. Hustlers University, straight into it. Point 11, outsource cheaply. If there's something you cannot do and you need someone to do it, you need to outsource cheaply. You can either find a student, as I've discussed earlier, finding a niece, nephew, blah, 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 or find students. Students are fantastic because students need work to do for their fucking projects or whatever. Let's say you need a video. Find a, find a film student. They'll do it cheaper than a, a film company. Find students or use Fiverr. Outsource cheaply. And never, the point 11 is, never hire, if you can avoid it, please do, don't hire another company to do your work. So as a company, let me uh, remove my beautiful diagram. As a hustler, so I'm not trying to teach you how to be a CEO. I'm teaching you how to make five or six million dollars a year so you can buy supercars and enjoy your life. As a hustler, you want to be here at the top. That's me. Wait, maybe there's some muscles. There we go. That's me with the big arms, with a G. That's me. I'm the hustler. I'm the CEO. Underneath me, you might have to have one company. Let's say I develop an app. I need an app development company. But if I can help it, I'll hire a student to make my app. Ideally, you want individuals below you. You want this person who's your assistant. This person is your sales. This person does your app development or whatever. And it's all people. Maybe you will need a company below you to do something. So let's, let's, let's make this specific. Let's say I have an app company. And then let's say this person is, these are all people that do different things. Sales, sales, assistant, sales. My relationship with the people is always going to be better and cheaper than my relationship with the company. Because a company is not interested in making you rich. And I know you think the people aren't either, but bear with me. A company is interested in making itself rich. They're very different things. So if I have, a, let's take an example as a website. If I need a new website, and I tell a person who works for me to make that website, me and the person have a personal vested interest in such website, I can discuss with him personally, we can get it done. If I hire a company to make my website, it gets added to the list of work, and then this company thinks, how can we get more websites? Do you understand where I'm coming from? The person who's tasked with the website has one job, make my website. The company who's tasked with the website has two jobs, make the website and find more people who need websites. They need to do two things. And if they're smart, and some of them are, if they had to choose between delivering your website on time or taking on more work and taking more money, they'll take the money. Their primary focus is not your site. Their primary focus is generating money. Do you understand these? There's a huge difference. This person's primary focus is completing his job for his boss. This person's primary focus is not completing the job for the boss. It's getting more money from somewhere else. It's nothing to do with you. Fair enough, they may have more people in different departments, blah, blah, blah. But that's still the primary goals of the individuals. The primary goal of the individual and the primary goal of the company. Plus, the company's more expensive. So, you want to try and outsource cheaply. You want to have individuals you work with. Now, if an individual has a company, fine. That's still an individual. When someone goes, I'm me and I have my company, I see that as an individual. I don't see big companies as, as people I want to work with. 
If I want a website, I don't want to go into some office full of people making websites. I don't like that. I, I've never had a positive experience with that. It's always expensive. They always have other jobs and other things to do. Their primary goal is making money. They're, they don't really give a shit about you. Now, if you need something very specific and personalized and you need a really big company, okay, do it. But in most cases, you don't. Try and work with people and try and outsource cheaply and try and use students. This is number 11. Nearly anything you need done, a student can do. You can find students and students are, drum roll, broke, which means they work cheap. Find students. If you don't know how to do something, find a student who know, does know how to do it. Try and avoid going to companies. Companies have a different objective than keeping you happy. If you have good staff under you, you become like a team, you become like family, everyone wants to work together, everyone wants everything to work. If you're a good leader, your staff genuinely want everything to work and, you're, and you genuinely want your staff to be happy. It's a happy medium. Everyone wants success. This company doesn't really give a fuck if your company fails. If you've paid the invoice, they don't give a shit. You've paid the invoice, they have to deliver a website, whatever. They've got 10 other people they're making websites for. Oh, your company fucked up, big whoop. Work with people with vested interests. Students, young people, try and outsource cheap. Try and avoid hiring another company to do anything. As a, as a hustler, you wanna have you at the top, individuals you can trust below you, and that is the happiest company structure. You don't wanna be working with lots of companies. I know guys who are trying to start businesses, they hire a website company, they hire an accountancy firm, they hire this, the, and I was like, all it is is you at the top, company below you, company below you, company below you, all trying to send you invoices and suck you dry. It's bullshit. Don't do that, you won't get rich very quickly doing that. Trust me. Point 12. I've said this already, but I'm gonna say it again. I've been over this, but I'm gonna stress it. Like I said, some of these points are gonna overlap a little bit because of the way I explain things off the top of my head, because I'm a fucking genius. I don't need to sit there and script this out. You can't fuck up if you don't spend money. This is key. It's very hard to fuck up if you don't spend money. Now, if you have a very successful business and you're sitting on lots of money and you don't upgrade your business and then you go out of business, that's a fuck up. You should have spent money, yes. If you're a blockbuster, and you are sitting waiting for people to rent videos and you didn't invest in a streaming service like Netflix and you go out of business, yeah, you fucked up, you should have spent money. But at the beginning of a company, as a hustler, if you don't spend money, it's very hard to fuck up. 99% of business fuck ups are, I spent cash and I can't get it back. I spent cash and I lost it. I spent cash and now I don't have enough cash. If you don't spend, it's very difficult to fuck up. And this is why being broke is so liberating. I was happier starting businesses when I was broke. If you're watching this and you're broke and you're living at home with your mom, you are lucky. If everything goes wrong, you still have somewhere to sleep. You're still gonna eat. You haven't got to worry about a mortgage payment. You ain't gonna worry about a car payment. If everything fucks up, you're still okay. If you're in a position where you're semi-successful, you have a BMW in an apartment, now you can't afford to fuck up. You're gonna lose everything. This is the point. So. If you're not successful, things are even better. But spending money is the easiest way to go wrong. If you don't blow money, it's very hard to fuck up. And that's why we go back to the way I teach you to start businesses for nearly for free. Don't spend money. If you're gonna spend money, spend on what you spend it on here, knowledge, information. I'm gonna save you thousands, hundreds of thousands for what you got this course for. 
But in general, I see people and they're so happy to spend money. Don't spend your money because it's very hard to fuck up if you're not spending money. If you've got a hustle, it doesn't matter what it is, and it's bringing money in, yeah, and you're not spending money all the time, you'll be okay. Now, I'm not saying be tight. I'm not saying don't invest. I'm not saying be stingy. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying be careful and think, do I need to spend this money right now? And when you were to decide if you're going to spend money or not, the question is, is it going to make me more money? So let's take our makeup brand. You have your makeup brand. I chose makeup because I don't know anything about makeup because I'm a man. So it's just a general thing. You have your makeup brand. You have your website. You're doing some advertising. You've got a few YouTubers, makeup YouTubers using your products and you're doing some advertising. You're bringing in money, right? You're bringing in money. Right now you're all working from home. You're from home. You've got boxes around your bedroom. You're working on a laptop. You're making money. Now, you have some money you can spend. How do you spend that money? I'm asking you, but I already know the answer. The answer is you spend the money in a way that will bring more money in. So let's say you're semi-successful now. You may sit and think, well, I want, I want an office now. I need to get an office. No, you want an office. You don't need an office. You're making money without an office. Setting up an office, is that going to bring in more orders? How will you be in an How is you being in an office when the website's exactly the same going to bring in more orders? It's not. It's not going to change anything. If you spend that money on more YouTubers talking about your products, you'll bring in more money. Only spend money if it's going to directly, if you can see the clear path to how it's going to lead to more money in. Or don't spend it. Too many people fuck up because they just go, oh yeah, let me invest in, oh, I need an office or we need a, I have this all the time with people, all the time. I get approached with this all the time. You need a back end, fucking back end, all the time. You need to spend, I get, it's only two days ago, 15,000 euro he wanted to build me this super back end because I have the war room, which is all run on Telegram and all this bots. So when someone buys a product, it automatically links to their Telegram ID, automatically adds them in and out. The war room checks what other products they have links them into the right rooms in the war room, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I see how that would be useful, a huge, very complicated technical back end. But I don't see how that's gonna bring more people in the front. I'm a millionaire. He wants 15 grand, which is nothing. I don't see how me having all this fancy shit behind my website at this current stage, maybe at a later date, is gonna make more people buy from my website. So why do I need it? All I need is people to buy. I don't need this back end, fucking back end, this big, huge back end for money. That may speed up things once they've already purchased. But right now I'm doing everything manually with staff and the staff are competent and it's getting done. It's fine. So why do I need to spend this money? It goes against my business principles. When someone explains to me how this back end will convince more people at the front end to buy, then I'll be interested. But until then, if I'm gonna spend 15 grand, I'm gonna spend it on bringing more people in the front door. Now, if I get overloaded and there's no possible way I can deliver on my products, I'll buy a back end. But until that happens, I am only interested in one thing, money in. What's the other lessons I taught you in the first, two, the first 10 lessons? One of the lessons was what? What's a business? A business is this. This is a business. This is a website ain't a business. 
Money in the bank ain't a business. A back end ain't a business. The only thing that's a business is this. Orders coming in. That is a business. The rest of it is bullshit fulfillment. This is your focus. As long as you have this, you will be okay. T2 succeeded for a year, and it would have been for many years, because of this. As long as you have this, nothing will go wrong. If this goes, you're fucked. You can have the best website, the best cash reserves, and the best back end in the world. If no one's ordering, you're gonna go out of business. If you have lots of orders, no cash reserves, and no back end, but people are buying and buying and buying, you've got a business. This is it. This is your focus. If you're gonna spend money, it has to directly lead to this. Don't fall for the geek shit, especially with the war room. I've had so many people come at me and go, oh, and it's gonna be a program, and it's gonna be uh, geek shit, programming, blah, 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 and you're gonna be able to see everything, da, da, da. Very interesting. I understand why that sounds like something I need, but I don't see how it's gonna convince more people to join the war room. People join the war room because I'm me and I give value. That's why they join the war room. And manually, I make sure everyone ends up where they need to be. And it's fine. You could argue that this might speed things up. And that's going to go back to number one speed. This is going to speed things up, give my staff more time. But I already do my staff time equation. Remember staff? Time saving. I'm very happy with the amount of time that's being saved, the amount of money each member of staff's making me. I have a good equation right now for my staff. That doesn't need adjusting. My staff are all fantastic. Everyone I work with is a G. So I don't need to invest a bunch of money. Plus, it's probably gonna have a bunch of teething problems and not work properly anyway. So the point is, if you're gonna spend money, be careful. And if you're gonna spend money, you need to see a clear link to how it's gonna bring more money in. Nothing else. This is your business. Nothing else is your business. The rest is bullshit. Point 13, and this is fucking important, and this is the biggest mistake I made with T2. Businesses won't last forever. I know you think your business will last forever, but it won't. And if a business won't last forever, you need to get rich quick and put yourself before your business. The biggest mistake I made with T2 is, I was so desperate trying to keep it afloat that I wasn't taking any of my own money. I bought a new car, and I gave myself a little bit of money. But if I could go back in time, I would have milked that cow. I had money in the bank. But to keep it surviving, I didn't want to take so much money. I had to keep Dan's coke habit down. So I reduced the amount of wages we were taking, kept it low. So when it all blew up, I wasn't sitting on any money. I kept the company alive at the expense of me. If I could go back in time, by the time it all blew up, I'd be sitting on half a mil clean. Look after yourself first. And this is very, very important because no business lasts forever. It doesn't matter what the business is. Even my TV advertising business that worked 13 years ago would never work today. Calling people on the phone trying to convince them out of money when they can just get a YouTuber for 500 pounds with more viewership and they can track the clicks and directly see how much money they're getting back that you can't do with TV. I could never sell TV to someone today. Never. This is before Instagram, before social media, before YouTube. All this came along and killed TV now. Now there's a few big brands left. Netflix, who even watches TV? That business wouldn't last anymore. I bet if you told blacksmiths 200 years ago that being a blacksmith ain't gonna ever work again, they'd be like, what? People always need metal, what are you talking about? Blacksmiths don't, aren't around anymore. Every single business is gonna fail, sooner or later. 
So if it's going to fail, make sure you get that money before it blows up. I have no problem with any one of my businesses going boom if it's already paid me. If all my cam girls quit, but I have three mil, good. If I've taken all that three mil and invested it in a big studio and reinvested all the money and made everything nice and then they all quit, then what was the fucking point? The goal of a business is to make you rich. This is the point of your business, to make you rich. The point of a business is not to have a business for vanity. The point of the business is to make you rich. Look after yourself first. Now, obviously this is an equation. I'm not saying only look after yourself to look after your business. I'm saying take this in mind, keep it as a happy equation and make sure you're getting that money. With T2, I made a mistake and I kept funneling all the money back into keeping the ship afloat. It's my ship, the T2 ship on the waves. And I didn't take enough of the money for myself. Kept investing in new staff, new computers, dumb shit. I was 20. All the lessons I'm telling you now are lessons I've learned. If I would have just taken the money, you know what? Get a deal in. All right, yeah, we'll keep it going. Yeah, just take the money, take the money, take the money, take the money. By the time it blew up, I would have been sitting on 500 fucking grand. And I didn't. You have to look after yourself. A business won't last forever, so you have to take the money and get rich. Look after yourself. If you're thinking about, oh, maybe I need a new camera, maybe I need a new car, maybe I need new vans, whatever your business is, doesn't matter. Think about it, but also think long and heavy. Is that gonna bring new money in? Let's look at a, a video production business. Just come to my head. You have a video production business. You're filming in 4K. You want this new camera, it's still 4K, but it does all these extra features. Does the layman understand it? Not really. If you can go to a meeting and tell them you're gonna film in 4K, it's the same. That camera's 20 grand. I don't know, I don't know. I'm just off the top of my head. I don't know anything about cameras. Do you spend the money on that camera or do you just pocket the 20 grand? I'm telling you what you do, you pocket the 20 grand. Because it's not gonna get you any more clients. It's still 4K. You can just lie in the meetings and pretend your camera can do what that camera can do. You're not gonna lose or make any more business. Get the fuck, take the 20 grand. It ain't gonna add money in directly so you don't need it. You need to be getting rich from your company. Look after yourself first, because when your company fucks up, you need to be able to say, okay, abandon ship. Woo! Abandon ship with fucking suitcases. Don't abandon ship. When I abandoned T2, I had nothing. And that was a mistake. I worked my ass off, sleepless nights, millions of dollars through the bank for nothing. Don't do that. Look after yourself first. This is point 13, a business won't last forever. You need to get rich quick and you need to take the money. Take the money for yourself. Don't run a business for vanity. Look after yourself, get that money and keep it. If you have to choose between you and the company, most of the time you should be choosing you. It's a, obviously it's a balance, you need to make sure your company's looked after, you need to reinvest in your company, blah, blah, of course. But still, you are the primary focus of your universe. Everything serves you, including your company. That's point 13. Don't make the mistake I made with T2, putting it all back in and not looking after yourself. There's a reason why you can actually put this in the course. Look him up, Sir Philip Green with BHS. Billionaire, bought BHS, which is a big clothing store in England, saw it was failing, took billions and billions for himself, let it fail, let everyone's pensions go under, let it sink. Once he realized, you know what? What do I do here? Do I, do I just make millions and billions for myself or do I save this company? Nah, for me. He actually lost his lordship for it because they thought it was such an evil thing to do because like a thousand 
Like 10,000 old ladies lost their pensions who'd worked there for like 40 years. Pretty evil. But the point is the same. As a billionaire, he understood me first, company second. So he milked it. There was another company, it was a toy store, and they ran up until Christmas Day, and they took all the money for Christmas. No, it was a catalog. Do you remember the catalog? There was these Chris, no, there was these Christmas catalogs. I can't remember. There's these Christmas catalogs, and you pay every month, and you build up this balance, and then before Christmas, you can order all your presents and all your food from the catalog. And they ran up until Christmas Day, and then they closed, took millions, and didn't deliver anything, ruined everyone's Christmases. I remember it was big in the news in England. They ruined something like 10,000 families' Christmases because they couldn't afford a Christmas anymore. But the managing director, because the managing director ended up going to court, but he still got away with it because it was legal, he took seven million. He looked at his business and goes, you know what? I don't think this is sustainable anymore. I'm not gonna put any more money into this shit. I'm gonna take seven million pounds. I'm gonna fuck it off. I'm gonna deal with the big PR disaster. I'm gonna go hiding and whatever. I've got seven mil. He looked after himself first. If he would've put that seven mil back in, the company would've gone bust a year and a half later and you have no money. Look after yourself first. Be ruthless with it. Take the money for you. There's no point in going through this stress for any other reason. So Sir Philip Green, look him up. He did it with BHS. And you can also Google uh, Christmas catalog bankruptcy. And you'll see both of these people, both times the managing directors took their money. Same thing with the big banks, when the big banks went bust. All the banking directors, you think they didn't take big money? When the big banks all fucked up, you think they didn't take their big bonuses first? The smart people know, look after yourself first, look after the business second. The smart people know that. Because as long as you're financially okay, as long as your bills are paid, your mortgage is paid, and you have money, everything's gonna be all right. Right, number 14, reputation control. I get lots of questions of people and say, well, what about you know my reputation? People are saying bad things, et cetera, et cetera. To control your reputation is very, very simple. You need to do more good than bad. You're never gonna have people 100% happy. But as long as in general you do more good than bad, you'll be okay. Also, you'll find that people don't often really go out of their way to slander you unless you've really, really pissed them off. And one of the easiest ways to piss people off is to ignore them. So, in business, no matter how bad things are going, you never ignore them. Even if they're blowing up your email and messaging you nonstop, I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy, try and find a solution. People only get worse and they only get bitter if they're ignored. Because if they're emailing you, then they're not writing all over blogs and forums and making their complaints public. They're complaining directly to you, which means you can manage it. So this is another very important thing about business. Everything I've taught you so far, you, you obviously see there was some struggles along the way. And I learned the most important thing you can do to manage your reputation is to take all the criticism personally so they can't spend the criticism anywhere else. So if someone has any kind of problem, contact them and say, hey, you got a problem, let's talk about it, let's see if we can work something out, blah, blah, blah. Even if they're a complete unreasonable idiot, if you, complete, if you continue to email them back and forth and let them vent a little, they're very unlikely to continue to just spread crap all over the internet, because that's the world we live in now. It's easy to find customers with the internet, and it's easy to lose customers with the internet. So for reputation control, make sure you're prepared to speak to people even when they're being dicks. That's point 14. Point 15, and this is very, very important. This is gonna be a major way you should change your thinking in regards to business. So you've learned a lot of things so far, and you're about to learn something else. And I think I've mentioned this before on Twitter, but if you missed it, this is very, very, very important. You have to change the way you think about money. And you're gonna change the way you think about money by only thinking about money all of the time. So I'll give you an example. 
99.9% of people who go in a coffee shop, go in a coffee shop and buy coffee and sit down. If I go in a coffee shop, I go in, I look at the prices of the coffee, I look at how busy the place is, I buy my coffee and I sit down, and then I think, if I had to run this business, would I make money? Could, is there a way I could run this business and make more money? How much do I think the rent is in this establishment? How much are these coffees? How busy is it here? Do they sell cakes and sandwiches to make extra revenue? Who are the main customers? Well, it's mainly businessmen. I can see there must be a business district across the road. Why are the waitresses or why are the people who work here not hot young girls to attract more men to come in if that's the main customer? Think outside the box and look. If I were to open a coffee shop right next door, could I beat them? Are these coffees expensive? Are they cheap? Are they good? You have to start looking at every single business you interact with, every single one, and see how you would compete with them. Or if you had to run their business if you believe you'd make a profit. Because what you'll often find is you'll see there's a lot of people making mistakes and you think you could probably do better and you might be able to beat them. So you need to sit and when you're going through your normal life, you're having your coffee, you're sitting in fucking Starbucks, whatever. Obviously competing with a multinational like that is going to be very difficult. But any business you interact with, just start training your mind to view their business, how you believe it works. Everything from rent, overheads, the product, the profit margin, whether you think you could sell more, any tips or tricks they're missing, everything from start to finish. Just have a look and see if you can work it out. And you'll be surprised how much you learn about business self-taught. I do it with every bar I'm in, every restaurant I'm in, every coffee shop I go in, everything. Even simple things, like even things I know nothing about, like a mechanics, I don't know anything about fixing cars. Still, I'll look at the amount of cars they have around, I look at how much they charge me for my time, how much the labor is, how much I think they're charging the low-level workers, where's the big boss, how much is he making? You need to start thinking about money and thinking about businesses like this. Every time you interact with one, you need to analyze it. And your analysis will get better and it'll get more precise. Obviously, there's some information you don't know. You don't know exactly what the rent is. But you can estimate it. You should be able to estimate it. So this is one of the really important mind hack I teach anyone who wants to get serious about hustling and making money. You need to start approaching and looking at all businesses this way. Because what's going to happen is when you eventually open your own business, there's going to be some lessons that you identified, some mistakes you identified in the previous businesses that you're going to make sure you don't make. Whether you're opening a coffee shop or an online company, it doesn't matter what it is. You're going to identify the mistakes and you're going to change them. So even next time you buy something online, you buy something online. Most websites nowadays are extremely streamlined. But still, if you identify a problem with the website, if you identify a problem with the email that comes afterwards, if you're unhappy with a particular aspect of the customer support, if you don't like the packaging it comes in, whatever. Analyze everything and remember everything because you're going to use this stuff for your new company. So this is a very important mind hack. This is something you need to do permanently as a matter of habit. It's what rich people do. When they're sitting around money being made, or they're sitting around money being exchanged, because money's never made, money's only exchanged. When they're sitting around and they see money being exchanged, they work out exactly how and why and who's benefiting. So this is something you need to start doing as a matter of habit. It's extremely important.